Amen and amen. Amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. How are we doing this evening? We're doing okay? Amen. Now, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 580, hymn 580. I believe last Wednesday we sang Sunshine in My Soul. <laughs> now we've had showers of blessings. Amen. Amen. Hymn 580, here we go. Ah, oh, there should be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Verse 2, there shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again. Over the hills and the valleys, sound of the abundance of rain. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Last verse, last verse. Uh, there shall be showers of blessing, oh that today they might fall. Now as to God we're confessing, now as on Jesus we call. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful for this midweek worship. Father, we're thankful, Lord, for the showers of blessings that you have given us, Lord. We've been praying for rain. We appreciate the physical rain, but, Lord, more importantly, we appreciate the spiritual blessings that you've bestowed upon us uh, from last uh, Sunday, even up until now. Father, we just pray, Lord, that uh, you just bless our pastors. He brings forth the message. Bless your beloved people, Lord, as they uh, prepare to hear the word that you uh, have, before, have before them, Father. And we just thank you and we love you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated on this next hymn. Since she sang so beautifully on that last one, hymn 579. Hymn 579. We'll do the uh, first, second, and last verses of hymn 579. along. Ah, there's a royal banner given for display to the soldiers of the king. As an ensign fair we lift it up today while as ransom once we sing. Marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss. And to crown him king, tall and sing, neath the banner of the cross. Verse 2, 
though the foe may rage and gather as the flood, let the standard be displayed. And beneath its foes as soldiers of the Lord, for the truth be not dismayed. Marching on, marching on, for Christ count everything but loss. And to crown him king, tall and sing, neath the banner of the cross. When the glory dawns, tis drawing very near, it is hastening day by day. Then before our king, the foe shall disappear, and the cross the world shall sway. Marching on, marching on, count everything but loss, and to crown him king, tall and sing, neath the banner of the cross. Amen. I'm looking forward to him coming back. Amen. Amen. Do you have your uh, bulletins from Sunday? All right. If you don't, bummer. Uh, if you do, it's been good. If you don't have one, maybe they've got an extra one. So, uh, see, maybe John, he's, yeah, he's got an extra one. If you need one, raise your hand. He'll give you one, all right? Also, uh, your prayer sheet's there. If you'd like to, if you need one of those, please uh, raise your hand about that as well, okay? Uh, Brother Ben, would you bring me a, a prayer sheet, please, sir? I didn't get one. Uh, please don't forget now uh, that for everything that's going on in the bulletin, Um, let me get my get my get everything together here. Bible study, 29th, men and ladies. Oh, uh, ladies, are you, do anybody know what you're cooking yet? Just whatever. It doesn't really matter because we'll eat it. Okay. So uh, I mean, uh, we'll eat just about whatever you bring, and it, because it's always good, right, men? Say amen. amen. Okay, good. I know you're pretty smart. I knew that, man. Uh, but don't forget about that. Then the first Sunday in September again is our 22 and 22, so please uh, remember that, 815. Uh, even if uh, uh, you do not pray out loud, we want you to come and, and be here to pray with us, uh, and that's September 4th, all right? So don't forget about that. Then, of course, start praying for our our mission conference is coming up the 12th through the 16th. That's a Wednesday through a Sunday. Uh, the Millers will be here with us. Uh, Brother Williams from Peru. Um, you know, and, and I was thinking of Brother Ward that was with us uh, just a couple of Wednesday nights ago. He'll be with us as well. So we've had some that had to cancel. Brother um, O. Harmon from China, he was going to be here, but he had to cancel. And and uh, but there was a few others so just uh, but it's going to work whoever's going to be here god knew who's going to be here and he'll work it out all right uh, so uh, just pray for our mission conference coming up the 12th through the 16th uh, if you've been how many of you been paying attention to our missions faith promise on in your bulletin no y'all been paying attention if you notice it's done real well uh, by the time you get your the mission conference booklets will be over and it will exceed 
uh, our faith promise for the year. Uh, so, and, and we're just about there now. So, uh, man, I commend you for that. God, God blesses a mission-giving church. Uh, I believe that with all my heart. So uh, let me encourage you. So pray for our mission conference and pray for uh, our missionaries, all right? Uh, do not forget also uh, a game day. We're gonna, we thought about this the other day. Since we had about 30 that showed up at Brahms the other night after church, Sunday afternoon. So what we thought we might do is, is uh, this Sunday afternoon is uh, we thought we'd just stay here at the church maybe for a little while. And if you have some games you'd like to play, uh, then you can bring them and we'll just sit and have some fellowship in the fellowship hall. Uh, we'll play some games. Uh, y- y'all like board games and stuff? Y'all remember Yahoo? You no, know, any of them never played Yahoo? Huh? You people that haven't lived until you have played Yahoo. Some of you didn't even know what tiddlywinks were. Any of y'all still not know what tiddlywinks are? All right. <laughs> Google it. All right, you'll figure it out. Uh, but Sunday afternoon, bring your bring a board game or bring something that you'd like to play. I mean, some of the younger guys, they might even bring some uh, a video game or something. We'll put a TV in there so you can play. You know, no no uh, guns and what do you call that stuff? Um, yeah, no Call of Duty, you know. Do something that everybody can play, you know, uh, like us older people, all right? Um so, uh, but anyway, bring a game, we'll play, and uh, we'll have a good time. If you don't want to play, we'll have some ice cream in there as well, some uh, desserts, and and uh, we'll just sit around and fellowship a little while, okay, and uh, have a good time. But that'll be after the uh, our afternoon service this coming Sunday. Do not forget about that. Tomorrow morning, do not forget about, please, uh, the uh, uh, funeral service for Miss Cammie Moore. Uh, it will be at 11 the church will be open for uh, a viewing uh, at uh, 9.30. Uh, so uh, if you come before that, this the uh, the family will have a viewing from 9 to 9.30. So it will be strictly for the family from 9 to 9.30. Uh, but if you'd like to come for the viewing, please come after 9.30, okay? And then the, the regular funeral service will be at 11. Uh, we will also, we've already had some folks that's talking to Ms. White that's bringing some lunch for the family. If you'd like to help with that, uh, maybe a dessert or something like that, uh, please see her after service. Uh, there's going to be about 30, I think, family members. So uh, just, uh, again, see her about the food. She'll let you know uh, what's going on with that, okay? Uh, <clears throat> also, I don't think Brother Marco's preaching tonight with uh, filling in tonight and then Sunday for uh, another church. He'll be back a week from tonight. Uh, but please don't forget, um, you know, it, it, that we'll, we will do something for his birthday uh, a, a week from this Sunday. He'll be back the first Sunday in September. And so following the uh, afternoon service, we'll have a fellowship. Well, that's, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll have another one. Okay. Uh, it's it, so okay. Fellowship's good. Amen. Yeah. One thing I like about it is we get to eat. One thing Baptists are good at, eating, amen. Two things we do well, take up an offering and eat. Amen, we're going to do it. We're going to take up an offering in a minute, so get ready, all right? Uh, but the first Sunday in September, we're going to have our uh, have the uh, fellowship for Brother Marco. If you'd like to get him a gift card or something like that, please do that. If you'd like to give, put some money 
uh, for him, a, a gift card. Just put it in the envelope and make sure you mark it for him so we'll know uh, where that goes, all right? So please designate it for that. Brother Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah. He has no idea, you know. He's not here, so. But it, it, well, I know we have live stream and everything, but um, he, he never looks at that stuff, you know. Uh, so if he does, then it's okay, you know, but uh, we're going to do something for him anyway. Yeah, but that'll be, if he finds out, that's okay, uh, but he doesn't have a clue at this point, you know. He's out preaching, and that, a preacher loves to preach, so it's, that's a great birthday present for him anyway. Uh, but again, uh, a week from this Sunday, and so uh, you know what he likes. He likes anything from things like Bass Pro or Cabela's or things of that nature. Uh, if he can, or, or Harbor Freight, you know, he likes all that kind of stuff. So uh, just get him a gift card or something for that, brother Robbie. Brother Choi has some of those, and uh, there are some cards in there. Uh, if you can read them, let me know, okay? <laughs> uh, but yes, we've got some of those, and. Uh, Brother Troy, you might uh, give Brother Robbie some, uh, but we'll put some, make them available out here on the table. We have some new ones ordered as well. So, uh, but uh, yes, thank you for that. If you'd like to pick some of those up, you and you're out visiting and you run into some Korean folks, please hand those out to them. Okay. Um, oh, amen. 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 Yeah. Tell Brother Troy and Brother Robbie. Okay. All right. Uh, prayer sheet. Please look at these. Um, and uh, remember to pray for these if there's any corrections. Has anyone, if you've looked at them, are there any corrections that need to be made? If there's not, uh, please uh, uh, remember these in your prayers. Also, if there's someone you'd like to put on there, please fill out one of the prayer cards so that we can take care of that, okay? Uh, I would ask you to remember to pray for my dad. He was, uh, he's having some problems with his gallbladder, and he, we took him to the hospital yesterday, and by the time they finally, we called someone, or my sister did, they, his blood pressure was like 80 over 30, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he doesn't like hospitals anymore, and uh, so it was, a, it was a chore to get him to go, but, you know, we didn't give him a choice, and, but he's, he's doing good, but they think it's his gallbladder now, and uh, so pray for him. He's still in the hospital. They're still doing some things. They can't. They can't put him to sleep to take it out, so the cardiologist won't allow them to do that. So now we're, it's another dilemma, but uh, pray for him, and uh, he's doing good today, uh, but I appreciate that. So if you would, add him uh, to the prayer sheet, okay? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I've enough of those, and we'll get right back into the service, and, and uh, we've got a special tonight. We're going to start having a special again on Wednesday nights. Every once in a while, Brother Choi's going to start us off tonight. He's got a song for it. Uh, it's a good song. I like it. And uh, it'll be a blessing to you. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for our day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the privilege of prayer. I'm thankful, God, that there is power in prayer because we pray to an almighty God and Lord who knows all things and who cares about us, Lord, as his children. And so we come before you, Lord, with our supplication, Lord, with uh, these that are on our prayer sheet tonight. Lord, we we lift them up in prayer. All these that are on our uh, on our health sheet, Lord. The, we pray, for Brother Gary, Miss Mary, Lord, and their health. We pray for uh, Lord for Brother 
uh, Dennis and Miss Susie, Lord. We lift them up in prayer for uh, Miss Jackson as we continue to pray for her, Lord. And just think of a few, God, as we uh, remember these on our prayer sheet. And Lord, we pray a special prayer for Dad tonight, Lord. We pray for him. God, he's still there at the hospital, but he's doing better. And I pray, God, that he'll you'll help him, Lord, to listen to the doctors as they wait on him and uh, minister to him. Lord, be with uh, my brothers and sisters over there, Lord, as they uh, watch over Dad as well. And pray, God, that you give them wisdom. Pray, Lord, that you'd uh, bless Brother Marco, Lord, as he's preaching tonight, God, and helping another church. Uh, God, I pray that you'd be with our, our teachers and our workers upstairs as they minister to our children. And, and Lord, we've still got some other folks in, in our own church family who are sick and we lift them up in prayer lord ask you god to uh, lord to please be with them and help them and strengthen them bodily lord and so that they be ready to be back in your house this coming lord's day ready to worship you lord and and uh, god that uh, the church family be back together as one god this coming lord's day lord if you come back before us before sunday lord that'll be fine we'll just uh, worship you in heaven lord and glorified body and uh, but if not i pray god that You'd help us, Lord, tonight to begin to prepare to worship, Lord, as we study your word in the book of Daniel. And, God, as we leave this place, that we'll leave with uh, uh, being strengthened, Lord, and uh, God challenged in our Christian walk. And and uh, we ask you, Lord, to please, God, just watch over us and help us, Lord, uh, tonight in our Bible study. We pray, God, that you would uh, be with these that we've mentioned tonight, Lord, and all of the special requests we Pray, Lord, that you'd be with the offering that we're about to receive. And, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd continue to bless, Lord, in our in our offerings and in our faith promise as we approach our faith promise missions conference, Lord, uh, in October. Pray, God, that your hand will be upon us, Lord, and, God, that everything that we do bring honor and glory to your name. And may the, the funds that are given, Lord, whether it be in the general fund or faith promise or whatever, Lord, may it be used for your honor and for your glory. So, Lord, we give you praise and glory for all things. Bless us, Lord, now, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing. We're just going to do a chorus, and then I want you to briefly greet each other. A chorus of uh, hymn 599, hymn 599. We're not going to sing the verse. We're just going to do the chorus of hymn 599, constantly abiding, hymn 599. Constantly abiding. Sing along, constantly abiding, Jesus is mine, constantly abiding, rapture divine, 
He never leaves me. I will never leave thee. Jesus is mine. Amen. Please greet each other at this time. Hello?
I don't know another a better way you can say it. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. God's good. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Daniel chapter 4. Might turn me down just a little bit. Daniel chapter 4. And we'll begin reading in verse 27. And we'll read down through verse 31. Uh, that's the verses that we're going to try to cover this evening. Uh, Daniel chapter 4, beginning in verse 27 and verse 31. Found your place, say amen. amen. Wherefore, O king, this is Daniel talking to Nebuchadnezzar. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. If it may be a lengthening, or if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. Father, help us, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, and uh, Lord, through the message of Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar. And I pray, God, that we will you'll challenge us, Lord, and strengthen us, God, as well. And most of all, Lord, I want to say thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, Lord, and uh, all the things that I believe I, I, I can speak for our folks here tonight. God, I really wouldn't change anything, God, because through it all, you've been good. And, and I'm thankful for the goodness of God in my life. Thank you for our folks that are here. Thank you for our visitors that are here tonight, God, as well. And I'll pray that each of us, Lord, be able to walk away and say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. And we give praise to you because in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 27. Daniel, if you go back now, he's given an interpretation of, of the king's uh, tree dreams, what we've called it. And, but now here in verse 27, and he adds a postscript or a PS. 
And uh, when you look at verse 27, it kind of seems out of place. Uh, it's like it's out on a little island kind of by itself. And, uh, and a lot of times when we see verses like this, we really don't look at them. We don't give them a second glance. We just kind of read over them and we stop. But I, wanna, I want us to stop for just a second here in this verse and give this verse for just a few minutes. And I want, to, I want you to notice a few things. One is that in, in Daniel's postscript and when he stops and gives this addition if you will to Nebuchadnezzar the first thing I want you to notice is that it takes some courage to do that because after interpreting the dream Daniel offers what he's not been asked to provide and that's some spiritual counsel and we mentioned this a little bit last week and uh, we uh, we talked about how oftentimes uh, folks want some practical counsel, but they, that's all they want. When, when they, we begin to offer spiritual counsel, it's like, oh, that's okay, I'm good. You know? Well, that, that's what we're seeing here is uh, Daniel, he offers this spiritual counsel, if you will, and the king hasn't asked for it. And when I got to thinking about this, I thought, uh, how often preachers are asked for the practical, but not the spiritual, and, and how often preachers preach and and they give spiritual counsel from the pulpits uh, of churches just like ours and 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 I believe with all my heart it really breaks the the hearts of a preacher and a pastor is how how they they preach the word of God and they tell them what God's word says and and they we just watch people just stand you ever told your kids something say hey if you do that you're going to regret it. If you go that direction, you're not going to like the outcome. Can I get an amen from all of our parents? Say amen. And it just and you're looking at them. And you can look right in their eyes. And there's a light on, but there's nobody home. Amen. I mean, you see it. And they walk right out. And, and what do they do? Exactly what you told them not to do. Same thing. When preachers preach, uh, they people they stand idle in their place and they never give the Holy Spirit of God an opportunity to speak to their hearts and they walk out just like they came in. But then there's preachers, I was thinking about this too, pastors who stand in the pulpits and they don't give any spiritual counsel. They, um, they just preach things that are practical, things that sound good and all that kind of stuff and and I thought, you know, this is the reason why there's a lot of mega churches today. That's not very popular, but it's true. It's because preachers are preaching what the people are interested in. They're not interested in what God has to say. They're only interested in something that they go in and it makes them feel good. And something that'll stroke their ego, if you will, and... And, um, and, it, and, and so, and, pre, and, and people flock to that. If you don't believe me, look around. Um, now, there's still folks just like you and me that I want some, you know, if I'm sick, I want somebody to tell me the truth. If I'm sick, I don't want somebody to come in and say, you know what, you're okay. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're going to be fine. No, wait a minute. If I'm sick, tell me I'm sick. But don't just tell me I'm sick. Tell me how I can get over it. Right, right. Amen. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of preachers that 
that just preach, I, I don't know, I guess the Bible calls it smooth sayings to those who have itching ears and never one time tell the people the whole truth of the Word of God. Well, listen, I'm here, and I, I thought of this too, I'm here first of all to please God. I'm, I'm here to please my Heavenly Father, and I'm here to please my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who, who paid a debt for me. Uh, I'm here secondly to try to help you. And I'm not going to help you any at all if I don't tell you the truth. If I don't try to help you spiritually and tell you, thus saith the Lord, and not say, thus saith me, you know. And I'll tell you, if, it's, if I, this is what I think. In fact, I told you something just a few weeks ago, and I said, now this is whiteology. But I wanted to give you something to think about. Um, this is exactly what Daniel is doing with Nebuchadnezzar. He's, he's about to tell him something that Nebuchadnezzar is probably not going to like. And for him to do that, it takes courage because Nebuchadnezzar has the power to have Daniel's head chopped off right there. And, but Dan, that doesn't stop him. You know, that, and, you know, we need some preachers today that just stand up and tell the truth. Uh, we don't have to be mean about it or mean-spirited, but we can still tell the truth with a, a loving spirit and caring about the people who are sitting out there. And sometimes I stand here and I look out there just like you stand in front of your children when they were growing up and you're looking at them and, and you're looking at them and you're saying, hey, and, and you look and you can look in their eyes and there's a light on, but there's nobody home. Sometimes I stand here and I look out there and you know what? I see the exact same thing. Yeah, but it takes courage uh, to tell the truth, and and but a lot of folks don't want to hear that, and and there's there's a lot of Christians today that are living by standards that they've set, and that that they uh, that they want to live by, and they don't go along with the Word of God, the standards and principles of God's Word, and it. And it makes me wonder if preachers who pastor these, and I'm not, I'd like to see, I've got a preacher friend, I preached for him just a few weeks ago. His church probably runs about 600. You know what? I think, hey, praise the Lord. But he's a good, solid, independent, fundamental preacher. Tells folks the truth. And you know what? It'd be okay. If, 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 if Central Park grew that and that's what God wanted us to have, then you know what? Praise the Lord. But let's get there. You know, there's, I've got a sermon that says you keep them like you get them. And if we can get them by preaching and teaching the Word of God with the, and, and love them and tell them the truth, and, and if they seek the truth, then they, I think, praise the Lord, let's get all we can and can all we get. Uh, but I wonder if some of the preachers in some of these big churches, if they did start preaching the, you know, the, uh, the standards of the Word of God, and if they did start lifting the moral standard to their congregation from God's Word, I, I wonder how long their congregations would stay like that. I, I think sometimes they wouldn't stay very long. Daniel has courage, and he's standing up, and he says, and he's, given, he's about to give Nebuchadnezzar some spiritual advice. And notice what he says. He tells Nebuchadnezzar, he says, Nebuchadnezzar, he says, Break off thy sins with righteousness. Now, this is not a suggestion to Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel has actually given him a command. He's given him an order. You ever given your kids an order as a parent? Oh, yeah, come on. We, we've all done that. 
Well, Daniel's doing the same thing in Nebuchadnezzar. The words break off thy sins, it literally means to abandon them, to forsake them. And Daniel says, listen, watch, he goes, listen, Nebuchadnezzar, he's telling abandon your sins. Stop it. Quit. I've looked at my kids before and I said, listen, stop it. Amen. And then, but he, he adds something, but notice what he says. He says, by righteousness. You know, I, I mean, watch this. He, to stop sinning wasn't enough. Listen, it, it's, it, it's one thing to stop sinning. That's a good thing, but it's something totally different to just start living right. Just do right. You know, I, I, I've, I've got my kids and grabbed them by the arm before, and I'm saying, hey, stop it. Do right. Yeah. And I stand here sometimes and I look out there and I say, Do right. Live righteous. Do what God said. Amen. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just, you ever just want to get your kids by their collar right here and just shake them a little bit? Huh? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I look out there and I, I want to do the same thing. I want to get you by the collar and just go, Stop it! Do the right thing! Thus saith the Lord, just do right! And Daniel's doing the same thing to Nebuchadnezzar. And he tells him, Live righteously. Well, you say, Well, what are his sins? Well, he was proud. He was ambitious, he had a bad temper, he was revengeful. Now, it's, it's not a bad thing to be ambitious if you do it in a godly manner. But Nebuchadnezzar wasn't doing it like that. I mean, he even had a, a, a kind of a respect for religion, I guess, if you want to call it that, but he wasn't consistent. And you know, listen, one thing I think people are looking for today outside the, the four walls of these churches is looking for Christians today who are consistent. Not just come in here and, and you know, we, <clears throat> as soon as we hit the, the, the threshold of the door, it's like, man, we prop up and we stand right and we have our head up and we sing the right song. We say amen every once in a while. We say praise the Lord every once in a while. And then as soon as we get in our car and we're headed home and somebody cuts us off, uh, it's all over now. Listen, be consistent. The world needs somebody today that's real. Yeah. Yeah. What, listen, I told somebody the other day, I said, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know if I'm smart, not smart enough to do it, but what you see here is what you see out there. Yeah. I mean, and that's the way we all need to be for the things of the world. And, and, and Daniel, he's trying to get Nebuchadnezzar to understand it, to, that he needs to be real. And, and, and people are looking that for for that today. And so Daniel gives the king a command to live righteous and do the right thing. But then he says, notice there, he says, showing mercy to the poor. Now, we all need to do that. And, and, and be careful. I, I remember this with all my heart. It's been many years ago. Uh, we, you know, this was a long time, probably been 15 years ago, boy, the, we had a, a good crowd on a Sunday morning, 
and um, there we had a, the folks were shaking hands, and I noticed we had a visitor come in, and you know, he wasn't dressed real good, and, and I thought, well, okay, and, and they came in, and, and he stood right here, and I thought, well, amen, he's coming right down to the front. That don't happen all the time. He must not be a real Baptist. People are shaking their hands, so I come down and I and I shake his hand. I say, "Man, it's good to see you today. I appreciate it." And he said, "You know, I came in today, and I was wondering if you help people with their rent. I mean, I'm getting ready to preach. People are shaking hands and greeting one another, getting ready for service that morning. And and I thought, you know, my first thought was, what? And I said, you know what? I said, sir, I said, I'll be glad to help you. I said, however, there are more pressing needs at hand right now. And I said, all these other people in here, I'm here to try to help them spiritually speaking right now. I'm, I need to help them spiritually. That's, that's a more pressing need right now. And I said, if you'll sit and, and if you'll stay right here, after the service is over, I'll be glad to help you with your material needs. He turned around, walked down that aisle, walked out that door, out the second door, and went walked right out the door. Now, I'm all for helping folks in need if, they really, if that's really what they want. That's what Nebuchadnezzar or Daniel's telling him, showing mercy to the poor. Notice also he says, uh, he says that it, it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. In other words, he said, Nebuchadnezzar, if you'll show mercy to the poor, he said there's, there's compensation for, uh, for helping people. Yeah. Look, look in Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah chapter 57. And look in verse 20 and verse 21. Notice, notice what it says. It says, uh, or in, in Isaiah 57, found your place, say amen. Look in verse 20 and 21. It says, but the wicked are like what? The troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. Look at verse 21. There's no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. I mean, there, there's a lot of people today that are looking for peace. But they'll never find it because they're sinful. They're not looking for the right kind of peace. That word tranquility there in, in Daniel 4, if you, if you read that, it means security, safety, quiet. Uh, you know what that is? It's compensation for turning away from your sin. Uh, listen, if, if people are willing to turn from their sin, we have serve a God who's willing to help them. He, he's willing to compensate them for that. And again, that's, that's, quiet. that's a quietness in our spirit. Listen, I'm telling you, people are more restless today than they have ever been. And we can all say amen for that. And Nebuchadnezzar is getting a good dose of, of truth. And Daniel says, listen, Nebuchadnezzar, if, you'll just, if you will turn from your sin and, and live righteously, just live right and do right, thus saith the Lord, 
then God will compensate you for it. Well, I don't know about that, preacher. You know, I know that's what you're telling me, but I really like it. I mean, that's what we say. If we're, if we're not willing to do what God wants us to do, if, we're, if we want to stay, if we're not willing to turn from our sin, repent, that's what repentance is, turning from our sin and turning toward God. And, and we're saying that, listen, I enjoy this. I, I've had people say, you know, preacher, I, I've talked to people years ago, and I said, listen, you ought, why weren't you here Sunday? Well, we had a big party, and I said, why'd you do that? Well, I deserve to go out at least once every once in a while. And I said, you deserve to get sick? You, you deserve to wake up the next morning and your head feels like it's about this big? And you got cotton mouth and, and you know, and, you, and you, you have a new friend called John? Hey, man, you deserve all that. Well, that's what they're saying. I deserve that. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't. And God says to turn from that. Listen, that's what Daniel's telling to Nebuchadnezzar. Just live right, do right. Look, look, notice something else. There's carelessness there, here. There's no record that Nebuchadnezzar ever heeded what Daniel told him. But there is record. I mean, we don't see Daniel, uh, Nebuchadnezzar doing the right thing or telling Daniel, you know what, Daniel, I think you, I think you got something here. Now, he knows Daniel uh, is able to interpret the dream. He's already mentioned that. He's already had him do it once. And so he knows that this guy's a, a, a godly man because he said that the spirit of the holy gods is in you, and we, so we know that. And, and so Daniel says, listen, King Nebuchadnezzar, if, listen, you ask me, I'm telling you, if you'll just turn from your sin and live righteously, God will compensate for you, you for that. There's no record of that, him ever doing it. But there is record of his judgment. I mean, Daniel's indictment implies that if Nebuchadnezzar were to turn from his sin, that he could escape the judgment of Almighty God. I mean, but Nebuchadnezzar didn't listen. How many times have we not listened to, 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 to good counsel? How many times have our children not listened to us and we tell them things? Listen, don't, don't do that. I'm telling you, I, I didn't, I, I've told my kids a long time, I didn't get to be over 60 and be stupid. I've learned a few things over the years, and we can all say amen. Nebuchadnezzar didn't listen. Um, in fact, uh, you remember the last time Daniel interpreted a dream, remember what? Did? Nebuchadnezzar did all kinds of things for him. Not this time. I mean, he didn't rebuke him, but he didn't honor him either. He just kind of let him go about his duties. But then I, I, I was thinking, you know, when you point out sin in people's lives you can't expect a pat on the back you can't expect them to say man thank you if there's one thing i appreciate you doing for me is telling me i'm a sinner praise the lord thank you no can't can't expect that and that's not what happened look in verse eight look in daniel chapter four look back in verse eight i think that's where i wanted to go Um, notice the first words in, in that verse. It, what's it say? But at the last... Oh, no, that's not it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Yeah, uh, uh, well, that's not it either. Mm, I wrote down the wrong one. Oh, yeah, look at verse 28. That's what I want to say. I, now, I get, I'm, now I'm getting it. Sometimes it just takes a minute. The wheels turn, but they turn slow. Look in verse 28. It says, uh, all, notice Daniel, he's talked to Nebuchadnezzar about all this, and then it says, verse 20, all this did what? Yeah, it came upon him. I mean, listen, if God says it's going to happen, guess what? It's going to happen. Yeah. You know what? Uh, There's a lot of folks today when you tell them, hey, if you do that, you're not going to get away with it. I've told my my kids something just about, you know, maybe you told yours the same. I said, listen, there's just something about our family. God's not going to let you do something, get away with it. It's not going to happen. But sometimes I think that because God's word hasn't come to pass when you tell them things and they've done this or that, for you know, and, and God's judgment doesn't happen immediate. You know, I mean, you know, they think, well, and maybe a few years go by. Yeah. Well, nothing happened. I've been doing this for years and nothing happened. So they kind of start making fun and they are take lightly what you say. And when I think of that, I, I think back to Second uh, Kings chapter 9. And if you read the whole chapter, you, you, you're reminded of a guy, prophet named Elisha. And you remember there was an old wicked queen named Jezebel. You remember her? And Elisha said... Jezebel, one of these days, God's going to eat your flesh and lick your blood. A couple of years went by, nothing. Ten years went by, nothing. Forty years went by. You think she forgot? Oh, yeah. Until one day, a guy by the name of Jehu was riding down the road in his chariot, and he saw Jezebel up on her balcony, and he called out to the servants that were there. He said, throw her down! And you know what they did? They threw her off the balcony. And then he rode over her with his chariot. The Bible says the horses trampled her. Rode down the road, and then he got to thinking, you know what? She's a queen's a daughter our king's daughter, she deserves a decent burial. So he turned around and went back. And before he got back, you know what he found? When he got there, he found dogs licking her blood and eating her flesh. Forty years. You think she probably got over uh, the uh, prediction of God's judgment on her life from Elisha? Sure. You know, I think sometimes folks do the same thing. They think because just because God's judgment doesn't come in a, a few days, a few months, a few years, that, you know what, it's okay, I got, I got by with it. No, we don't get by with sin. Judgment always comes. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1, it says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. You know, I mean, uh, God's judgment comes. 
In fact, if you look in verse 29, Daniel 4, notice what it says. I thought this is interesting. It says, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. But wait a minute. Notice what the very next verse is. At the end of 12 months, you know what happened? A year went by. You know what that tells me? God's long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's what it lets me know. I mean, God gave Nebuchadnezzar 12 months to do the right thing, to get right. He gave him one year to repent. But what did he not do? He didn't repent. Daniel gave him good godly counsel. Amen. I mean, it's written right here. We read it. He said, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm telling you, this is the interpretation of your dream. But if you will turn from your sin and live righteously, God, then listen, it will stay the judgment of God if you'll just do the right thing. A year goes by. I would imagine after about three or four months, Nebuchadnezzar might have been saying, man, you know what? It's all good. I, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. He didn't repent. You know, God's a God of mercy, amen. A God of grace. And a lot of folks today, I think, shun and despise God's mercy and God's grace. But listen, God's mercy and grace don't last forever. When people sin, the tendency is if judgment doesn't come right away, they think, well, I'm good. You know, I'm not so bad. And they keep right on doing what they've been doing. But turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 11. I'll give you a minute. That's not a book we turn to very often. But I want you to see this. We're talking about God's mercy and how God's long-suffering and judgment doesn't come right away, always. Found your place, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Say amen. Uh-oh, that's not, very, that's not enough. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11. Found your place, say amen. That's getting better. I'm waiting. I want you to see it. I want you to see, listen, this is not my words. This is God's words. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11, it says... Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sins of men is fully set in them to do evil. Huh. I mean, you know what's going on? They're saying, you know, God didn't do nothing. That guy said that God was going to get me for that and that I shouldn't do that, that that's sin. And, and, and he that, who, who, being often reproved and hardened at his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed. Now without remedy. Listen, that, that, he said it happened suddenly. Well, it's been a year. So the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that the sins of men is fully set in them to do evil. So they go right on keep doing it. You know, I, I just wrote a little note. Woe unto them who take lightly the mercy and the grace of God. Um, Some folks are just literally blind in their own selfishness. And they just keep, they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what. You know, my daughter years ago, she had, you know, she always thought she was grown. She said, I can do what I want. I'm grown. And I said, okay. You know what we do though spiritually? I can do what I want. I'm grown. Don't tell me what to do. Are y'all still here? Say amen. Yeah, look in verse 31, verse 32. 
God's judgment did come. Nebuchadnezzar's got to be stupid. I, I mean, real, think about it. I mean, here's Daniel is a pretty sharp guy, or he wouldn't be in that position for one, but he's truthful. But, he, but Nebuchadnezzar is, uh, you know, he didn't get to be king, though, and be stupid if you really think about it. But listen, he got to a place where he thought is, you know, uh, as my daddy always said, he got too big for his britches. Yeah. yeah. Even after all this, look what, look what happened in verse 31. Or excuse me, look in verse 30. Um, the king spake and said, look what he said, is this not... Is not this great Babylon? Look what he said. That what's the next words? That I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of. Look what I did, Daniel. It's been a year. Look at this. Look at this. Is this not the great? I can see him now. Now it doesn't say he said it out loud. He could have said it in his heart. He could have said it in his thoughts. But the whole point is that he said it, and God heard it. Yeah. Amen. I mean, um, I mean, think back. Remember Proverbs twenty nine and one. God's judgment is sudden, and Nebuchadnezzar. Listen, God's judgment came, and and he had no time to repent. He's already had a year. And if you notice, verse twenty eight. Uh, let, let me go back. Let's read it. It said, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. So it did come. Judge, judgment came. And when it came, he had no excuse. None. I mean, he couldn't, pl- he couldn't blame God. I mean, he couldn't blame Daniel. Didn't Daniel warn him? Didn't, didn't Daniel say, listen, King, if you do this, if you don't... Stop sinning and live righteous. This is going to happen. And the king went on and and he just did what he wanted to anyway. He had plenty of warning, no excuse. Romans chapter 1, look at verse 19 and 20. We're talking about no excuse. You know, it, when, when things happen in lives today, you know what people do? They start offering excuses right away. Right away. Romans 1, 19 and 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. And he says that they are what? Without excuse. I mean, the reality of, of God's existence, you know what? It's literally in our face. Every day. Every day. Uh, I mean, all we have to do is open our eyes. And and so now here's Nebuchadnezzar. Judgment has come. And judgment comes on people a lot of times. But folks, when God's judgment comes and a person is not ready, it's their own fault. They're without excuse. I mean, you can't even count the times when people get into trouble. Think about this. When people get into trouble, the first person they lash out against, get, who is it? God, God, why'd you do that for? You remember the story I told you about the two kids I caught painting our, bro- our buses in Pampa? 
stopped my car, run up there, and I caught one of them, and I said, listen, where, where do you live? We are going to your house. I am going to tell your mother. They were painting it with a spray paint can. And we're walking to their house, and I caught one of them. I said, you can tell me who that other kid is, or you can do, take all of the... You can take all the blame by yourself. Doesn't matter to me. We're walking to the house and first thing he says was, what do you want to get me in trouble for? I said, you're the one that was painting the buzz. You know what happens folk gets in trouble these days? Christians included. Well, God, why'd you do that to me for? And we're standing there with a paint can in our hand, spiritually speaking. I mean, they lash out at God and, and, and never one time look into the mirror of God's word and see how their lives measure up. They never think back to the times that God has reached out to them in one way or another trying to get them to repent. I'm not Daniel. I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet. But listen, I, I do know what God's word says and and how oftentimes we preachers have preached and People walk right out and they do their own thing and wind up having a trial or getting into trouble and the first thing they say is, Preacher, pray for me. I just don't understand why this is happening. Yeah, well, that's what's happening to Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, he's in trouble. Look in verse 29 and 30. This is the cause of him, him about to go crazy. It says, at the end of the 12 months, he walked in the palace of, of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and, and for the honor of my majesty? Think about it. At the end of 12 months that he had an opportunity to repent and do right, there was no change in his character there was no change in his heart, no movement toward God for 12 months. Have, have you had any movement toward God in the last few months? I mean, we, we're not here to stay like we are, are we? I want to improve, you know. I, uh, I, I, I like to get around these other preachers, and sometimes they say things to me that I don't like. Friends. It's like, hey, well, where'd that come from? But you know what happened? The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Um, so let me, can I ask you, have you had any progress toward God in the last 12 months, six months, three months, one month, a couple of weeks? Nebuchadnezzar said, is not this the great Babylon? He took all the credit for himself. He's self-centered. Verse 31 is the result while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. I mean, he wasn't even through boasting yet. He wasn't even through talking about all the great stuff he had got done. He's in there talking, whether it's in his head or in his heart or whether it's out loud. He's, he's, he's doing his thing. After all, nobody will know. He may, be, may have been in there by himself and saying, Look what I've done. Look at this. This is a great Babylon that I put together with my hands. Look at me. And while he's talking, God says, hey, wait a minute. Uh, no. 
God says, I don't think so. I mean, he got some um, divine communication from heaven about coming judgment. Um, and God interrupted him. You know, and, and, and when you think about God interrupting him, it lets me know that what God has to say is a whole lot more important than what we got to say. And yet today, there's a lot of people all over the world in local churches just like this. And you know what? They're still waiting on uh, to hear, from, hear a voice from God. I mean, they're looking for that voice from heaven. They're waiting for their burning bush experience when all we got to do is just open this book. I mean, we've got the voice of Almighty God right in front of us. Yet there's people still waiting for God to do some miraculous something. Well, he, he did some miraculous something just a little over 2,000 years ago. Amen. He, he did a miraculous something when he gave us and preserved the word of Almighty God in our King James Bible. I mean, he's already done the miraculous, and yet people are still looking. I mean, we have the voice of God right here in our hand. Well, Nebuchadnezzar is about to learn a hard lesson from God. And you know, when, when, I, when I wrote that sentence down about learning a hard lesson from God, I thought, you know, is there really a such thing as an easy lesson from God when we're out of God's will? No, I don't think so. But why is it that we have to go that far before we hear from God in our life? Why is it that we, why is it that we gotta go all the way to the bottom before we look up. Why is that? Well, we don't have to. I mean, we can we can stop any time our backward progress and, and from God, and we can say, oh, "Yup, I don't think so." Have you ever been going somewhere and and, and something scare you, and you say, "Hoop, nope, I don't think so. I think I've gone far as I want to go over there." Now, if something scares us to that point in this life, we'll, we'll turn right around and head the other way. But when it comes to the spiritual things of God, we'll head right headlong into the judgment of Almighty God. Not scared one bit. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been to God's woodshed. I don't like it. You say, well, what, what made that happen? Why, why did he do that? Well, it's the same word we've been talking about since the beginning, remember? Pride. That old word, pride. Look in Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16 and, and look in verse 5. Found your place, say amen. amen. All right, we're still waiting. We're talking about Nebuchadnezzar's problem. This is, this is what got him where he's at. Uh, Proverbs 16, 5, it says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Look in uh, Proverbs 6. And look in verse 16 and 17. says, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Very first thing 
proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. Verse 19, we'll go ahead and read it. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now, turn chapter 8, one more, and look in verse 13. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth. God says, do I hate? You know, pride gets us in a lot of trouble. Man, uh, whether we be young or whether we be older, that old thing of pride still gets us. And we can all say, amen. Yeah, because we think we're old enough to know better, you know, and well, I'll be all right. Wait a minute, there's another guy that said the same thing. It, 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 and it, I mean, he did it for a year. And scripture's full of that. And he got in trouble. Well, if God will judge Nebuchadnezzar because of pride, will he give us a pass? No. I mean, even if there's little things in our life that we need to get right, is he going to say, you know what, that's okay. The Bible says there was a moment when God would wink at sin, but no more. No, it cost, it cost his son his life down on the cross for our sin. And, you know, I, if we would just keep short accounts with God, if, some, if we get wrong, guess what? Get right. I mean, Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the best counsel, spiritual counsel, that anybody could give to anybody else. Stop sinning. Live righteously. You know, if, if you don't sin, you say, well, I don't sin. Okay. Live righteously. It's, it, it's not enough to just stop sinning. Then if you're not doing bad things, okay. But live righteously, do the right thing, live right, serve God, and, 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 and make God proud of you and please Him. And you know what? There's compensation for it. it tranquility and peace. It's, and it's all right in here. And you know what? All of us can have it. He doesn't say, well, you can have it. No, not you, not Kevin. No, he can't have it. You know, it's okay, but Jeff, he can have some... But no, not Ed. No, he can't have it. No, no, wait a minute. God says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. It's yours. But you know what you got to do? Swallow pride and do business with God. And all God's people can say, amen. amen. Father, help us, Lord. Uh, God, Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar some really... Um, sound, biblical, spiritual counsel. And God, I pray that you'd help us to glean from that. Lord, Nebuchadnezzar had a year to do the right thing. Lord, and I believe with all my heart that you're long-suffering to all of us, Lord, and even in those things that we consider little things, little sin, God's sin is sin. And I pray, God, that if there's something in the lives of our folks here tonight, God, that you'd speak to our hearts. And Lord, we'll just stop for a minute, swallow that old pride and come and do business with you. Maybe we just want to come and be as Brother Wujin saying tonight, Lord, about 
You've been good. Lord, help us, God, to be thankful for your goodness to us. God, I pray that you'd give this invitation here in just a moment. And Lord, just help us, help each of us, Lord, just in our own place, God, to come. And where we are in, in, in life with you, God, there's always an opportunity for improvement. So, Lord, speak to our hearts. Help us to come in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody looking on. And if you need to come, please.